Sound the trumpets. It's horse racing time. Saddle up for action with DK Horse, an official DraftKings affiliate. Right now, new customers who download the DK Horse app can get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250. Just deposit $25 or more and complete the playthrough requirement. Wager on your favorite horses, then watch the races live right in the app. Download the DK Horse app now. New customers get a 100% deposit bonus up to $250 when they opt in with code RTFP. Only on the DK Horse app. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler. 18 plus 21 plus in certain states to open or access an account and a resident of a state where DK Horse is available. Eligible restrictions apply. Voidware prohibited. One per new customer. Match calculated on first deposit up to a maximum of $250. Deposit requires two-time playthrough of settled wagers within 168 hours. Bonus released in $25 increments. Deposit and eligibility restrictions apply. See terms at dkhorse.com. It's the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. <laughs> yeah, it is. But it's not just any Ross Tucker Football Podcast. It is a Wisdom Wednesday presented by DraftKings, America's number one rated sportsbook app. And the best DFS app out there, by the way. More on that a little bit later. Ross Tucker, of course, always with you. We're only a couple weeks away, by the way, from being daily. Monday through Friday, you get your 30 minutes of NFL on-demand audio content. By the way, the NFL season's happening. Wake up. You guys already know this, but tell your friends. Tell everybody you know. Tell your colleagues. It's happening. I feel like because there's no preseason games, People aren't into fantasy football as much, not seeing as much about betting. Maybe it's because the NBA and the NHL are going on. Forget that. NFL season is happening. Get fired up, people. I am always fired up. Love the spread the word winners. Look, I'll never for the life of me understand why more of you guys don't do it, but you can go to my page at Ross Tucker NFL or at Ross Tucker Pod. Like, retweet on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook. Every week, I pick one of you for a signed picture or a signed card, personalized, sent from my house to yours. I think it's awesome, and I notice when someone new does it. So be new and do it, please. It's awesome. Uh, We also will have a sponsor confirmation email winner. Look, to my knowledge, we don't have one person who wants to do the Tux Takes or ask me a question on the show. You'll be on our YouTube channel your voice will be on the show, and you will see each other. You'll be talking to me as you ask me the question or read me the Tux takes that Bry usually does. This was Bry's idea. I thought it was awesome. Nobody has even entered yet. So do it for Bry. I mean, try to, try, to, try to win this contest for Bry. Any sponsor confirmation counts, but especially – DraftKings with the code Ross, whether you can deposit or not in your state, or BetQL.com with the code Ross20. It's a Wednesday, which means it's Andrew Brandt time. The Big Show. Andrew, every week I promise I'm not going to say it, but every week it happens. There's a lot for us to talk about, as always. You got to check him out on Twitter, at Andrew Brandt. The world's youngest looking 60 year old. The world's, I mean, do you, I gotta ask this, Andrew, the totally off topic, because I see that you do triathlons and stuff. 
are you like in a 60 or over category and do you just annihilate the other dudes? <laughs> you know, as of uh, a month ago, I am in that category. So uh, that was one of the things I was looking forward to in gaining this new <laughs> seniority. Um, you know, it's funny. I did a race in Jersey uh, right after my birthday and I, I'd been eyeing this guy a long time, you know. I never get upset when I lose to 20-somethings or 30-somethings. But when I see 50 and 60-somethings pass me, that gets me. So what I do is bike run, bike, I mean, run, bike, run. I don't swim. So really duathlons, run, bike, run. And I know this one dude, he's a great biker. And if he gets me early in the bike, I can't catch him on the run. But this one was a short bike, only like a 12-mile bike. And he caught me, but not till like by mile eight or nine and passed me. And I'm like, all right, I got to get him on the run. And he's 60 something guy. Uh, and I got him on the run. Depending on how long the bike is, I can get this guy on the run. If it's a short one, if it's a long bike, he'll kill me because he's so much better on the bike than I'm, I'm a better runner. So I got him in my sights and there's another guy my age You know, I got my sights around here, but I'm looking for that leaderboard now at 60. <laughs> that is awesome. I love it, Andrew. <laughs> Speaking of awesome, you're talking to the team president for the Washington football team, my former teammate on the Business of Sports podcast this week. I can't wait. I'll definitely bring that up. Yeah, I mean, he's been doing some media rounds. Jason Wright, the new president of the Washington football team, And I'll get into it with him this week. I haven't recorded yet, but I encourage everyone to listen. It'll be out soon. Um, I'm going to get into his background post-playing career and what led him to this decision, why taking the job. That's, you know, looks like quite a challenge with all the internal investigations going on, with all the rumors of sexual harassment, everything going on at the Washington Football Club. Looking forward to having Jason Wright on the podcast this week. Yeah, I mean, man, I, I can't wait to hear that. He'll barely remember that we were teammates. It was <laughs> August 2006. I got traded from New England to Cleveland for a conditional seventh-round pick. I got there. I started the last three preseason games after they traded for me. I played pretty well. I played average. I was an average player. Thought I was going to start the opener. They cut me on final cutdowns and traded for Hank Fraley instead because he was a more established center. So Jason yeah. probably barely even remember me. So there's a lot to get into. I, I want to start, because uh, I don't think I've mentioned on the podcast yet, Roger Goodell spoke to Emmanuel Acho, who's been on the show recently. He has that uncomfortable conversation with a black man video series. And Roger Goodell was on the show, and he made some comments about Kaepernick where he said, I, I wish we would have listened earlier. Does that mean anything to you, Andrew? Is that significant, or is it just lip service? Well, I'm glad he sat down with Emmanuel. Uh, there were some, some moments where I saw it. It didn't seem to be scripted, as you see so much of Roger Goodell's comments are. Um, and unrevealing, but I think he's shown a little more humanity in this recent year, certainly with COVID and the draft and his basement and all that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's hard to take seriously the, the Kaepernick stuff, Ross, and maybe I'll get into this with Jason too. 
you know, because it was kind of ignored for four years. We've talked about this, exactly what he talked about following that first instance in four years ago uh, was is happening in this country, was the reason for all the protests in this country. And it, it took all the, the, you know, what happened with George Floyd to sort of bring out something Kaepernick was talking about four years ago. So again, hard to see it as, you know, I, I didn't listen. <laughs> I mean, I guess the question, Ross, is what can he say? You know, what can Roger Goodell say, really, is sort of how I look at it. I mean, he said we were wrong a bunch of times. He said we haven't listened. But, you know, then you get into my area. You know, if he says, you know, yeah, we decided we didn't want Colin Kaepernick in our league, then you got a big lawsuit on your hands. Um, so he's, you know, he's kind of limited in what he can say because, you know, other than saying we were wrong, we should have listened. I'm not sure where he goes with that. Speaking of Colin Kaepernick and some of the issues he's protested about, the Detroit Lions skipped practice yesterday, Andrew. After what happened in Kenosha, Wisconsin, I can't ever remember a team unified like that skipping a practice for a social issue, social justice issue like this. And I wanted to get your reaction to it. You know, what we're seeing is drummed up feelings that we maybe people thought kind of went in the background after June with all the Floyd protests and all the, the emotions stirred up then. Well, the Jacob Blake shooting Sunday night stirred it up again. And here we are. And the Lions, what I, what I sort of sense from this Ross is this was not sort of pre-planned coming in uh, Tuesday morning and saying, we're going to do this. It sort of sounded like when they got in there, all the, the emotion came out in the meetings and it's not like, and they just felt like we're not going to talk. We, we can't do football today. We just can't do football. And that's what they did. And I think they're getting a lot of well-deserved kudos for making it bigger than football. Um, we'll see if it lasts again. You know, I saw the comments from doc rivers using that platform to talk about what's going on. And, and I, you know, I'll say this because I spent 10 years in Wisconsin. No, I wasn't near Kenosha. You know, we were much further north than that. That's on the border of Wisconsin and Illinois. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I've talked about it with you before. Uh, Wisconsin, you know, I dealt with, a, you know, every free agent conversation, like, are there any black people up there? And I'm like, no, <laughs> you know, we're very segregated. Uh, except for the players. And that's something you had to deal with and player and, and people just, I wouldn't say racist, but people having an ignorance about diversity up there. I felt it as a Jewish person. Um, so, you know, that's maybe not related, but, you know, having lived in Wisconsin, I saw, I didn't see what obviously was on camera the other night, but I saw an ignorance about diversity. So, I want to switch gears now and get into some of these testing issues that we've seen. And I guess the first one is just the fact that there have been zero positives yeah. between August 12th and August 20th. I mean, Andrew, there's a lot of people. They're all getting tested every day. And what's amazing to me is it's not a bubble. 
you know, half these guys, you watch Hard Knocks, half these guys, the veterans are living at home with their families. I mean, it's frankly, it's surprising that there haven't been more positives. Yeah, it is. And kudos, because I was one of these people and still am, you know, that worry about it. And people ask me, are you confident we'll have a season? I've said, well, I'm confident we get to game one, uh, but I don't know about a season. You know, and I think that's the attitude you have to have because it can change by the week. But yeah, kudos. I mean, I think what's happened is we saw a lot of infections when people gathered from wherever they were. And then it goes down because then it's like we're we're in this, you know, like you said, not bubbled. But you watch Hard Knocks. Everyone knows what goes on. I used to call it. I've called it on this show with you going into the submarine. Now, the submarine sounds like a bubble. But, yeah, it's like players and coaches say goodbye to their loved ones in a normal year at the end of the July and come back in, in January. Uh, this is not a normal year. So, yeah, they're hunkered down. They're not entirely bubbled. But, you know, training camp, it's hard. What do you, You're not going to go to parties. <laughs> so, uh, good, good, good. Now let's see what happens. Uh, as training camp restrictions get loosened, because it's not going to be training camp, you know, is it going to continue this way? Yeah, I tweeted this, Andrew. To me, it's all about when training camp's over, and when the young guys that make the team are out of that hotel and they're living on their own in some apartment or whatever, you know, I got to be honest with you, if I were the team this year, I would provide housing for anybody who wants it in a hotel for the whole season because the concern would be to me, the young guys living in those, you know, beehive apartment complexes after they make the team and practice is done and meeting is done at five and they go back there, that's when the trouble can occur. I, I almost feel like they should, you know, offer those guys free hotel room for the rest of the season just to get them through there so that those guys aren't kind of living on their own, so to speak. Uh, the other part of it has been the false positives that we had on Sunday where some teams mispracticed, some pushed it back, one lab had all kinds of false positives on a Sunday, Andrew, of all days. When the season starts, that's kind of a big day. I don't know how to tell you this, but it's kind of important on Sundays. Yeah, I mean, it's good it happened now, right? Uh, and not Sunday in September, October, November. You know, I, I've used this phrase a lot, threading the needle, playing through a pandemic. Just think about all the things that are going on inside the facilities, outside the facilities, and testing. I mean, Testing, we sort of say, oh, yeah, testing, it were good. But testing may not be good because they were relying on outside sources. The NFL doesn't have its own testing, nor the NBA, nor the NHL, no one. So they're relying on outside vendors. And the vendor of this New Jersey lab had it wrong. And it shut down how many teams? Five, six, seven teams for a day. And, and again, the obvious point is imagine that in another time in the fall. You know, this is threading the needle. They've got to get this right, and it's not all under the control. What can the NFL control? Their people. You see all these massive protocols that people have been documenting in different organizations, but they can't, they don't control the, the labs. So, yeah, let's hope <laughs> that cleans out the bad testing and, and we'll have it better. But this is threading the needle, trying to play through a pandemic. 
Wanted to get your thoughts as well, Andrew, on the Earl Thomas situation. I mean, yeah. that escalated quickly. The Friday fight, stay away Saturday and Sunday. He gets released. We're recruiting, recording this Wednesday morning. He is still not on a football team. Sounds like there will be a grievance for the $10 million he was guaranteed this year. But he already pocketed $22 million for one season from the Baltimore Ravens. You know, I'm not equating the two players, but I'm a little bit thinking of the Antonio Brown situation here because, you know, what sort of came out last year with Antonio Brown is, wow, Mike Tomlin. Wow, the Steelers. They put up with a lot. They handled it. They kept it internal. It never got out. And they managed that situation where the Raiders and Patriots are like, wow, we can't deal with this. And maybe this is a little bit with Earl Thomas, where I look at it and say, wow, you know, Pete Carroll, Pete Carroll, uh, he managed that situation. He kept it under wraps. Nobody knew until the end where it got very ugly. Uh, and Harbaugh managed it for a year. But it just looks like that's a tough guy to deal with. And of course, he's got great talent. But, you know, the fact that Teams are not only not signing them, but you have teams stepping up to the mic. This happens with players like Antonio Brown and saying, uh, we're not signing them, you know? And, and to me, that's like, oh, okay, uh, that there's more going on there than talent. And then we'll get in my phrase, of course, there will be lawyers. And this is an interesting one for the union as well, Ross, because I'm sure I'll file a grievance. The union, I think, has to take on the grievance but they're going to have other union members in the Ravens organization, players that are against Earl Thomas. Uh, so this, this will be a naturally conflicted relationship in suing the Ravens when the Ravens defense will be players on the Ravens that the union represents. Last question, Andrew, is just about another Andrew. Andrew Luck, who I know you wrote about this week. Yeah, I just think, you know, 2020 is COVID, right? The story. I still think the biggest story of 2019, a year ago this week, is Andrew Luck. Shocking. And then as I wrote, I said, well, shocking at the moment. But then you look at him, how many 29-year-olds do you know that don't have a, a smartphone? The guy that stayed at Stanford a year after he could have been the number one pick. The guy has a book club. The guy is different. And we haven't heard a peep about Andrew Luck and even the, the 0.001 possibility that he comes back. I don't think he will. I think he'll live a fuller life. He already has. He's been traveling. He's got a baby. So, uh, you know, the story of the year last year, it's the anniversary I, re I reposted. I just think that's a massive story. It wasn't concussions. It wasn't any of these other things. He just got out uh, as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, just those reverberations still happening today, a year later. You got to listen to this week's Business of Sports podcast. The first black team president in the NFL, the Washington football team, 38 years old, my former teammate. That's Business of Sports this week. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks, Ross. And thank you to all of you that get the DraftKings app on your phone. Look, I've been telling you a lot about DraftKings Sportsbook app, and you know about the code Ross there. But how about the regular DraftKings app? 
The leader of one-day fantasy sports is celebrating the return of sports by giving away up to $100 million in prizes to all of their customers, including one lucky winner who will take home a $1 million cash prize. To claim your share of up to $100 million in instant giveaways, all you have to do, download the app, sign up using promo code ROSS, then enter the DraftKings free football survivor pool. Yeah, it's really that easy, and I love it, and I think every state can do this. So you guys can all do this. Get the DraftKings app on your phone, put in the promo code ROSS, and enter the free Football Survivor Pool. I love Survivor Pools. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Download the DraftKings app now. Use promo code ROSS to claim your share of $100 million in instant giveaways. Put yourself in the running for the $1 million cash top prize. That's promo code ROSS to get your share of $100 million in prizes only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Good morning, Ross. Let's start with something that you and Andrew already discussed, the Lions canceling their practice yesterday after the Jacob Blake shooting. Your thoughts as a former player? So I I said it to Andrew, really. I've never seen a a team do that before. I've, I've never seen a team cancel a practice due to a social justice issue. In fact, I'm going back. Bry, I think, you know, what's interesting about September 11th is that it happened on a Tuesday, which is the off day for an NFL team. But I'm pretty sure we practiced the next day. Like we practiced on Wednesday and practiced on Thursday. And I think Thursday afternoon they said, you guys can go home for the rest of the weekend. We're not playing this weekend. And they postponed that game. So I've never seen that uh, where a team postpones practice. The way it went down sounds very reasonable to me. And I wonder if it brings the team together. I wonder if uh, it, I wonder if it gets the guys to like Matt Patricia even more. The fact that he was willing to listen, willing to do that. I'd be curious to watch this, how things unfold with this Lions team. Ducks takes. It was a rough week for the Browns as they lose rookie safety Grant Delpit to go along with injuries for linebacker Mac Wilson and quarterback Kevin Johnson. That's like three starters right there. I don't know when Kevin Johnson's coming back. He was in the hospital. Mac Wilson's not coming back for a while. Grant Delpit's not coming back to next year. Not good. I mean, that's, I already don't think that they're, I already think their defense has some question marks. Now you're down three starters potentially. Yikes. Ducks takes. Some other notable transactions include the Brown signing Malcolm Smith, card signed cornerback Drake Kirkpatrick, Saints cut Nigel Bradham, the Bucks signed AQ Shipley. Bucks needed some interior O line depth, AQ Shipley. That's another lifeline. His lifeline's Bruce Arians, third team, I think he's been with him with. Brown signing Malcolm Smith, basically to replace Mac Wilson, who we just talked about. Former Super Bowl MVP. That's crazy when you think about it. Drake Kirkpatrick. It's funny, like these guys that were first-round picks that were household names get to the point where they're just kind of getting picked up for the minimum, I think, during the season. And then Nigel Bradham 
was considered like the Eagles' best linebacker last year. And now he's a total free agent and available. Maybe he'll even come back to Philly. I don't know. Ducks takes. Meanwhile, the biggest move was the Cardinals giving Buda Baker a four-year, $59 million deal for a $14.75 million average to make him the highest-paid safety in the NFL. Thirty-three, Over $33 million guaranteed. Love this guy. Love guys like this that earn it. Undersized. Great instincts. Flies around the field like a madman. Kind of reminds me of Bob Sanders. Love players like him. I, I love little or undersized dudes that fly around the field and light people up. Love it. Love Buda Baker. Well-deserved, well-earned. Ducks takes. And finally, longtime Steelers scout Bill Nunn selected as a finalist for the Hall of Fame class of 2021 in the contributor category. Right, and if you are the one guy selected from the coach category, contributor category, or veterans committee category, you're pretty much getting in. Like, they're not going to vote you down. So Bill Nunn, Tom Flores, Drew Pearson, I think those guys are all getting in. I think it's their time. Bill Nunn was known for scouting the HBCUs, historically black college universities in the 70s. And he got so many, I think like Mel Blunt and Mean Joe Green and all the guys that made the Steelers awesome in the 70s, not all of them, but a lot of them were Bill Nunn. So well-deserved. By the way, we deserve for more of you guys to go to RossTucker.com and sign up for the newsletter because I got a doozy coming out over the next week or so about my first preseason action ever. So if you're not signed up for that, it's also, by the way, where we send out some special deals, special offers. So just go to RossTucker.com, scroll down the homepage, throw your email address in there. We don't even need to know your name. So you get the next email with a hilarious story. You'll love it. I don't think I've ever told it on the show. And always some special offers. Let's do an email, Brian. Ever wanted to ask an NFL player a question? Well, here's your chance. It's time to ask Ross. Email address. Ross at RossTucker.com. I love your emails. Please keep them coming. All you have to do is take advantage of any of the sponsors that you hear me mention, that you see Brian tweet at Ross Tucker Pod, or rate and review the show, or on the sponsors page at RossTucker.com. What do you got, Brian? Hey, Ross. My name is Joel Buckwalter. I've been listening to you since you were on the ESPN podcast. I saw Mint Mobile from your website, and I thought I'd try it out. My wife grew up in Wyoming, missing Pennsylvania, and I am from, is it Ephrata? Ephrata? How do you pronounce that? Ephrata. Ephrata. I was close. Okay. Uh, not that far from where you're from. I have a 14-year-old daughter, 13-year-old son, almost 10-year-old daughter. My question is, how do you think you're going to handle cell phones with your daughters when they get older? Let them have total freedom and get them brand new iPhones or be restrictive? Joel, thank you for the email. I guess I'd love to know, number one where you live now, I'm curious. And number two, who your wife is, if she grew up in Wyoming, Pennsylvania, I probably know her, very small town. Used to go to Ephrata, Bry, when I played CYO basketball. We would play OMPH, our mother perpetual heart, something like that. I don't know. OMPH was the name of that, uh, that CYO team. 
You know, Joel, I don't know. Not there yet. I would say to you, knowing my wife and I, we will try to be last and most restrictive. So if everybody else getting cell phones when they're 11 and 12, we'll try to wait till 13, 14. And if uh, it definitely would be restrictive. Like I would have all the passwords, all the logins. Social media scares the crap out of me when it comes to kids in general and my daughters in particular. You know, you just think about, you know, when you were in high school, you'd hear about friends getting together or, you know, this guy slept over this guy's house or they went and did this. And part of you would be like, man, I wonder why they didn't call me or whatever. And I talked to my wife about this the other day. I'm about as confident and outgoing and don't give a you know what about stuff like that as anybody. But even there was a couple times for me. So what's it like if you're not like I was, right? If you're not like naturally really confident and, and whatever all the things that I was blessed with, I I worry about that. Brian, what did you do with your boys with cell phones? Yeah, um, a little restrictive, but kind of look at it like like spider-man with great power comes great responsibility so on one hand i'll say we'll get you the iphone we weren't the first we weren't the last uh in the group of you know we were kind of right in the middle um when they went off to middle school when we needed they needed they may need to call us you know uh, hey pick me up here i gotta stay late for practice or something like that so we realized there was a read for a, a reason for them to have it at at 12 or 13 but uh, with great power comes great responsibility. And what that means is don't screw it up. If you screw it up, if you abuse it, it's gone. But we were pretty restrictive on having passwords. I had different passwords for different things. Um, now that one of my sons is driving, uh, I will use the Find My iPhone to see to make sure he gets there to wherever he's going. Uh, if he says he's going to be home by 10, I'm, I'm checking to see where he's at. Um, but if you screw it up, if you abuse the power from... You know, posting stuff on social media you shouldn't be, or we hear about anything from the school, or whatever, it's gone. So they understand that I'm gonna give I'm gonna give them the freedom, but they better respect it. And if they screw it up, they lose it. Love it. Shout outs, Pizza Boy Brewing, DynastyFreaks.com. Speaking of DynastyFreaks.com, we've got Joe Dolan, Tears of Dolan tight ends. And a really good question from one of you listeners today from Ireland, if you can believe that. We got that question on today's Fantasy Feast podcast. Casey Joyner, the football scientist, is supposed to be on tomorrow's Fantasy Feast podcast. Then we'll have the GC, Greg Cosell, on Friday. I think we're done here. Thanks for listening to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Fantasy Feasts, Even Money, Business of Sports, and College Draft. All available at Apple Podcasts, RossTucker.com, or wherever podcasts can be found.